everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Morning, King. Morning, how are you? Oh, that was a long one. That was a long old slog. We knew it beforehand, but uh, still, talking about it and actually doing it are two different things. Yeah, Staying up all night for the draft. Yeah, I nearly went for breakfast with my team at work. After the draft. Straight after the draft, (laughs) and then was going to go to bed, but I was too tired, so... Yeah, it finished at five in the morning. So for anyone that stayed up with us last night and were watching the picks that we and the reaction videos we were doing for each one, all the respect. But um, hopefully, you know, if you haven't watched it just yet, get onto Instagram at Jim and the King or through Twitter. Uh, we linked it through there as well and see what we thought of each pick as they came in. Yeah, all pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. There were only a few that were kind of head scratchers. Yeah, but, um, yeah. There was a couple, but. That's no, good. That's why we got this podcast, King, because obviously we had very little time on the night to talk about each one because they yeah. fly through. They do. So now we can probably sit down, which is nice to sit down actually. Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, and talk through uh, talk through the first round of the 2017 NFL draft. So, yes. do you want to do overall thoughts so far? Yeah, I thought we could do some winners and losers. They like doing winners and losers, don't they? So I think we should probably join in. I think so. There are some what well, what I think are pretty clear winners out of this draft, and some. Yeah. Fairly clear losers as well. Okay. What were the surprises to you? Uh, Gary and Conley would be a big one for the Raiders. I yeah. I think that's undisputed that yeah. th- there was a lot of controversy after the allegations were made about him just a couple of days ago. We referenced it in our last pod. Yeah, I thought he was going to slip and there was a genuine risk he was going to get undrafted. But yeah. uh, it's it's obviously clear that... Teams are comfortable that the allegations are false. Uh, otherwise, there's no way you're taking them with a 24th pick. I guess there are always teams that will, on hearing anything like that, say well, the third round. You know, you're, you're going to get some teams that want to be whiter than white and yeah. will not even entertain looking at a player. That look past that about them yeah. and and do further digging, which we understand the Raiders and a few other teams have done further digging on yeah. Gary and Conley. They like the talent that they saw yeah. and they're willing to really find out what happened there. Yeah, and there were some issues with the video, wasn't there? So there was, the allegation was he, they met in a lift. Yeah. They asked her to, to the room. Which we but talked about, then and then later vi- on. Then video surfaced that actually they'd been hanging out in a bar for 25 minutes and then went upstairs together, so. Yeah, that sounds more plausible. Yeah, yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. So I think based on that, the fact that the stories don't match up based mm. on the allegations and, and what the footage suggests, um, yeah, plus his own statements. I, I also heard one team gave him a polygraph test, which apparently passed, and they were comfortable with it. So uh, I don't think the Raiders were the only team that were interested in him in the first round. And if he is clear, then on the you know to get him at twenty fours, excellent value. Um, but the jury's still out until we uh, we have the final say on on those allegations. But but that then means that all three Ohio State cornerbacks went basically in this first round. Yeah. Yeah. Three, <laughs> yeah, Lattimore. Count but, him right, as yeah, they're, they're basically yeah. their their secondary was well, Millie Cooker. If we, if Cooker, we count him right, as yeah, poten- secondary went, yeah, 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 yeah. Strong, <laughs> another strong Ohio State draft. <laughs> yeah, that was that was an interesting one. So that, there's a winner, Ohio State secondary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urban Meyer, another yeah. fantastic recruiting <laughs> yeah. class. Well done, Urban. Yes, um, I thought the the trade up to ten was was huge for Chiefs. Yeah. I knew that the Texans. I well, I thought that the Texans were going to trade up. They needed to say much a bigger need for a quarterback. But the Chiefs to go up and get not what everyone thought might be the the first overall quarterback taken into Sean Watson, mm. but to go up and take Pat Mahomes. 
Yeah. With a tenth pick. That's well, it's the fact that all three quarterbacks were taken with teams trading up. I know mm-hmm. the Bears was only one. That is still a trade up which is going to be talked about. We're gonna likely talk about that later. But <laughs> I yeah, I, so. I thought to go up and get Pat Mahomes is an aggressive move, it's a bold move, and uh what a situation for him to go into. Yeah. That's the that's the kind of one we were talking about with the Cardinals, wasn't it? It's that kind of perfect situation where yeah. you there's no pressure on you to start yeah. straight away. You can learn from this experienced quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. He's and frankly he's won a, he's won a lot of playoff games as well Smith, Alex Smith so he um yeah there's no pressure it's not like one of the teams like the Bears where they've got Glennon in there but that's yeah that's that was that's absolutely a tied over quarterback that's not Alex Smith who, well, that's not what they told Glennon when he turned up well and they paid him, how they're paying him. they're paying yeah. him like a starter so yeah it's um it's interesting because there's no pressure with Smith Reed and Smith have got a strong relationship from from everything I've heard so yeah. I think that's a great place for Pat Mahomes to go to I think you can sell that to Alex Smith that yeah. this isn't going to be a guy that comes in on day one is is pressuring your job no. he's there to learn yeah yeah a Rogers well, situation yeah but um, it's interesting as well because Reed coached Favre we chucked some Favre gunslinger comparisons at, at Pat Mahomes well and- I think that maybe the Chiefs were listening to the pod last week because we talked about quarterbacks and yeah. we said that Mahomes was better than Deshaun Watson yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so I'm re- I was really happy when that pick came in yeah because he has got more upside yes than possibly any other person in this in this quarterback class. yeah I think he's got the highest well he's from a pure arm arm talent perspective he is far and away the best there there's some other guys yeah. with big arms but he's his arm is special <laughs> it's ridiculous so special yeah I think arm. that was um that was a bit of a shock. The other one as well, sorry to jump in, is, is That's fine. John Ross at nine. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if I love that pick. It's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? So the Bengals, they do need a, a wide receiver, but is he the complement to AJ Green? I guess he's a different type of receiver to AJ Green. Yeah, I don't really know. I think, frankly, I don't think anyone expected... Davis and Williams to be off the board at that point so I think that the fact that maybe it was a rushed one and they went well we're going to get a wide receiver and we're happy with either Davis or, or Williams. Williams oh my god they're both not there we, <laughs> might, we still want one uh, Ross so I don't know but if you I just think if you want a speedster who's going to be potentially a slot guy there's Kurt Samuel you could have got in the second round out of Ohio State there's yeah. Dee Westbrook from Oklahoma yep. there's some other guys there even Zay Jones Juju Smith-Schuster there's other players later on in the draft you could come in and get um, and they could have solidified their defence there was you know some other really good players well, available yeah. at that point and uh, well, it's just a, it's just mad that top 10 all mock drafts out the window yes defensive draft <laughs> 7 of the top teams 10 picks teams moved up teams yeah. we didn't think would move down moved down yeah Seven of the uh, seven of the top 10 picks were skill positions so it shows where the focus is offensive still. it's um that's weird. In this defensive draft, we've been talked about for so long. After yeah. the first ten picks, only three defensive players, and one of them was the the no brainer consensus pick, Miles Garrett at number one. So, yeah. and then Solomon Thomas was he going to to the Forty Nine ers? Well, yeah. technically he did because Forty Nine ers picked third, but they still picked the same player. Everyone yeah, thought yeah. they would. Yeah, mental, mental. So should we go on to the the winners then? Okay. Well, I think first of all, let's let's give it up to the Cleveland Browns. Let what in. a great first round yeah yeah I mean they went in with two first rounds they left with three first rounders yeah, well, they, they went in with two first rounders they left they 
left with four first rounders because they also got a first rounder next year. Yes, with the trade with uh, with Houston. Yep, which is absolutely mental. I've never seen a team draft three first rounders. Let and alone gain the first rounder. Also, as well. have one next year. <laughs> that that is something we haven't seen before with Cleveland. And no. if if anyone's going to give you confidence about what they're going to do moving forwards, mm. it's this first round. Yeah, because. They weren't suckered in by Trubisky. No. Nope. They they st- they stayed strong. They did the right thing and they picked Miles Garrett with the first pick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that in itself, if they'd done anything but pick Garrett, they'd have been crucified. Yep. By everyone. Yep, absolutely. And probably quite rightly. Yep. No, and I then agree. they get down to 12. You've still... Well, you haven't got Trubisky on the board. Whether they were still thinking about him if it wasn't a quarterback-led for top 10, yep. we don't know. We'll never know now. Mm-hmm. But maybe that was a good thing that Trubisky was taken out of the way so he wasn't even in play as an option for them when they got to 12. Yeah, and, and then to move back, get a first rounder off of uh, off of the Texans, go and take a safety in Jabril Peppers. I know Ruben, utility Fo- player. Ruben yeah. Foster was there. I, I, obviously, there were some issues there. The yeah. fact he dropped so low. Um, but you go and get Jabril Peppers. You match him up with Miles Garrett. You've mm-hmm. just got Jamie Collins as well from a trade last year, who's yep. a perennial pro bowler. That's the spine of a team. And yeah, all of a sudden now your your defence is, is completely changed. And then for the quarterback, they either get in this draft, second round, yep. third round, wherever they take one, or if they take one, or you've now got the currency next year to go up and get a quarterback as well. And they've so. got currency in free agency. There was, there was talk during the night about Kirk Cousins and maybe they could get a, give up some picks for him. Yep. Yep. So it's not it's not over yet, and I still think they might the way they they manoeuvred themselves like a Machiavellian piece through this first round. Yeah, I would not be at all surprised if they didn't pick a quarterback with their second round pick. Well, Cousins is someone got... like Kaiser or yeah. um, Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Davis Webb, I think would Davis be Webb's in play the for him as well. And and the good thing about Davis Webb is they had him at the Senior Bowl where Hugh Jackson was the coach, so he's actually got not just and you know a private workout. They had a week to spend with him. So if yeah. they if they've they've got probably more exposure on him than any of the other coaches so mm. that was good to see and they're going to have a security blanket in David Njoku which was their third first round pick and what a person to, to throw to as well oh what an athlete yeah so that that's now turned and they've got Corey Cobham from last year he was injured quite a lot but yep. you know if he can come back in and yeah, suddenly it doesn't look quite so bad for the Browns. They do still need that quarterback, but yep. like I said, I think they're going to make some moves in this draft still to yep. to pick up someone. I think they're doing it the Seahawks way as well, which is basically build your team up. I know got the Seahawks to. got lucky with Wilson with the third round, but yep. you build your whole team full of Pro Bowl, young talent, where they're all on rookie contracts. All of a sudden, then you've got the currency to go and get a young quarterback in the draft. Yeah, You're not eating up cap space because he's on a rookie contract and you can pay some of those other veterans that have been there two, three years that are established. Mm-hmm. They then get their extensions and all of a sudden your franchise is set up for four, five, six, seven years. And um, yeah, I think the Cleveland Browns are going about it the right way. They've not reached on a quarterback. So one of, Some of these guys could be special. Yeah. I'm not saying they're not, but if you're not sold on a quarterback, do not reach for one. So I thought actually, that'd be the worst thing if they did go 12 and they picked up Deshaun Watson when they, they clearly didn't want him. Yeah, they had two chances to get him, and at both times they went, "No, we're good." Yeah, we'd rather not, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And they gave it to the Texans. They did. And so the Texans picked up what they desperately needed to do, and this is they're a little bit of a loser in this respect because they had to go up and get a quarterback. Yeah, and in doing that, you have to give up other picks. I guess the good thing for Texas is that 
they've got a pretty decent team already. So yeah, but they are giving the Browns picks for fun at the moment, aren't they? They, they are. Gave, yeah. They gave them a second round pick. <laughs> Osweiler, yeah. To take Osweiler's contract on, they've given them a first round pick next year as well. Yes. So it's, it's the it's the only team they can trade with. It looks like. So, <laughs> no, good for the Browns. Excellent, excellent draft. I can't wait to see what they do tonight as well in rounds two and three. Yeah, and again, they've still got the currency there to go up to the the first pick. We, we're hearing reports that the Packers are we're not shopping it, but are, are entertaining calls. Yeah, um, and that's a that's a hugely coveted pick. Cause it gives someone teams overnight to reassess their boards. See, yeah, what they really everyone's want. got a chance to have a shower and think about what's going on yeah. and, and where they really want to where they're still the position of need yeah this is the thing they look at value but I think the second round the first round's normally best available most teams have that well we're saying that everyone's, everyone's leapt up and got a player we didn't yeah. think would go but <laughs> it's um, typically the second round is where you try and address team needs you know there's still t- enough talent on the board and a lot of those people in the second round have similar grades so it's it's then more a position of need than uh, the best available yeah. so uh yeah, they're in a great position, the Browns. That was a fantastic draft for them. Yeah. I also liked what Sam Fran did. Well, yeah, absolutely. It, this is going to be the biggest one, isn't it? Because Sam Fran, what a, what a first draft for John Lynch. I mean, yeah. that couldn't have gone better, could it? Well, he's, he's absolutely robbed the Bears blind. Yes. Which is amazing. So he's picked up two, a third, well, a third round and a fourth round pick this year. And a third round pick next year off the Bears for them to move from three to two <laughs> to take Trubisky. <laughs> They've taken Thomas, who they were going to take anyway, according to the what Lynch is saying. Yep. Lynch had the most experience with Thomas. I don't know if you know this, but Lynch went back to Stanford a couple of years ago to take classes. Did to he? finish off his Masters. Oh, okay. Guess who was his classmate? And they worked together on a project when Thomas was a freshman at, at Stanford. Nice. So he spent a couple of classes with him, got to know the kid when he was a f- freshman at, at Stanford. Four years later, they've gone from him. classmates to he's his boss now. But, <laughs> you know, he had a lot of exposure with him. He, it's He's staying local, which I think helps. Um, You know, it's easier for someone to adjust when they've, uh, they're used to living in that sort of region. And he's one, you know, he's, he's just, he, his motor just does not stop Thomas. He's, he looks like a special player. And then you trade back up into the second to last pick in, in the first round and pick up what I thought was a top five talent in Ruben Foster, whether there's injury concerns or the, the sample was an issue. Or... There's clearly something going on there. And everyone on the night was saying it was the injury concerns yeah. rather than the diluted sample. I mean, Jabril Peppers went up higher as well. So yeah. the fact they both still went in the first round yeah. speaks to the fact that it teams were comfortable with the, the diluted sample. Mm-hmm. God, that's just a... So to steal. see Reuben Foster at thirty-one, no one you couldn't have you couldn't no. have got any mock draft uh, guru yep. to have agreed to that one. No, and talk about re- we we mentioned about the Browns revamping their defense. Talk about revamping the Niners' defense. They're changing that front seven now. Oh, it's ridiculous! <laughs> Absolutely. If if Bowman can stay healthy as well, yeah. all of a sudden you've got this tandem that they used to have with Willis and Bowman. Yep. You've now got Bowman, who's the the wily old vet, and. Foster. Foster is going to come in and thump like Willis used to. Yeah. It's um that defense is looking special. They're going back to what they they used to used to have when they got to the Super Bowl. So that's um yeah, hugely impressive draft. Didn't rush anything and robbed the Bears blind. So John Lynch has had 
well, by the looks of things, if they continue on this vein, go and get some playmakers, maybe a Curtis Samuel in the second round to help with the running back depth and also from a slot receiver standpoint as well because he's pretty versatile. Yeah. Um, there's still some running backs there to be taken. Oh, absolutely. So they could they could also increase. I think they're going to go offense in the second round because I think Shanahan's going to be uh, tugging at tugging at Lynch's jacket, going, <laughs> "Come on, man, get me some help, please." So uh, yeah, I it's also a little bit of uh, sweet irony that the 49ers took that pick away from the Seahawks. Yes. So <sighs> Seahawks were one of two teams that should should have picked last night and didn't. So yeah. the Packers moved out of their first round place. They did. They've got the the first pick tonight. But the Seahawks also moved out of their first round pick. Are we saying that they couldn't see anyone, including Ruben Foster, that they really wanted at that point? Um, probably not. Sometimes they, there's a real issue with this. So Ruben Foster would have been assessed by the Niners based on his grade. Yep. And where people thought he was originally going to go in the draft. So they've probably worked him out. I know teams do their due diligence, but you're only allowed a certain amount of players to come in for private workouts. So teams that are down there late in the draft, like the like the you know um, the Seahawks, whoever else, might not have worked him out or really assessed him, thinking he's not going to be on the board. But this is a top ten guy; it's still available. But if you've not worked him out, and yeah. other teams that have and have done proper assessments on him, are passing on him, it's then like, well, can we scramble over the next hour until our pick comes up if he's still there? Yeah, get me everything you know about yeah. this guy, yeah. or just can we collate some picks and and uh, and sort of try and rebuild with with. Sort of more is more is more from a player standpoint so you think they were kind of flat footed on that that move they sometimes were. that does happen yeah where yeah. teams just haven't assessed it it tends to be what you you see if someone starts slipping it's normally someone who has assessed trade back up and get them mm-hmm. um, and that we saw that with uh, with Ruben Foster and the 49ers but what that is just those two stout picks defence is you're safe with defence I think well, in the draft, it's a defensive draft yeah, besides the top yeah. ten. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, you're you're safe enough picking the defensive player. I think so. Saying? Yeah, I think so. And that front seven now is so much better, so much better, just with those two, um, those two picks, and the fact they got a top ten player at thirty one. Yeah, hats off to John Lynch. I can't again, just like the, the Browns. I can't wait to see what they do tonight. Yeah, and an extra two third rounders and an extra fourth rounder. So, yeah, yeah. They're uh, not only do they have two first round picks, they've got. <laughs> Managed to collect some extra extra wow. picks as well, so yeah, good for them. And they also managed to stick it to the Seahawks at the same time, so that's going to be great for a 49ers uh, yeah. franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about a let's talk about another loser because that's always more interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Who's screaming out "loser" to you? How about Giants? Okay. Now there was a lot of talk before the draft that the Giants were going to be still adding to their defence mm-hmm. you know they've got some good pass rush going on they've re-signed uh, Pierre Paul they've had touch with a second round pick in Landon Collins yes Janaris Jenkins had a solid first yeah, year yeah they've, they've they've traded well haven't they for free agency yeah they went Olivier Werner who turned out to be uh, to be a solid player as well so yeah they've they've invested money and picks on, on their defence but so when you're looking at what they had available you had people like Takaris McKinley you had Ruben Foster TJ Watt you had these really good well even Taco Charlton you know yep. you have these front seven guys that can come in and instantly make a yep. an upgrade they went for Evan Engram this seems like a like a soft pick for, for Eli to try and get him some extra help they've already got one of the best receivers in the league yeah and now they've got to give him another reason not to throw interceptions well yeah and they they also picked up Brandon Marshall in free agency yeah 
and, lest we forget. And Sterling Shepard last year in the second round, and who looked, had a really good had rookie good, campaign. Yeah, very good year. He picked up the scraps that OBJ wasn't getting from. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, they, they looked like they had weapons there. They had a, a big body because neither Shepard or, uh, or Beckham are, are Brandon Marshall fits that bill. Yeah. I know it's a lot further down the draft, but this feels a bit like an Ebron pickup to me. Yeah. I, I know I've been quite high on Engram, but... He seems like a workout warrior as well. Like yeah. I think everyone, everyone I spoke to, every person I'd seen with with top five tight ends actually had Njoku above Ingram as a pure tight end. He's he's a bit of a yes. tweener because he's he's frankly he's a bit like Mike Evans. He he reminds me of Mike Evans, similar size to Mike Evans. He was quicker as well. Quicker than Mike Evans. Yeah. He looks like a wide receiver. He doesn't look to me like a a generic tight end. Um, so well, maybe, he's not he's maybe, not known for his pass protection, is he? Nope, nope. Maybe you, you play him tight in this year, and then he's. I know he's never actually played a game for the Giants, but he's the, he's a long term replacement for someone like Brandon Marshall, big body guy outside, and you try and find a more of a uh, sort of stereotypical tight end later in the draft. Or there's players like Jake Butt available from Michigan who suffered from sort of a severe injury, but probably would have been a first second round talent so you could pick him up later on who's like a more of a stereotypical you can pick up two tight ends with your first two picks oh you wouldn't i wouldn't take butt with a second round pick i think third round maybe but there's um there's options there and you could kick ingram outside he's he's got the athletic ability to do it but, but he, now they're overloaded at wide receiver yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i don't really know i thought that was rich for me if you if you wanted to go tight end i kind of understand it when now offense is where you want to go but their defence was one of the top defences last year but if you're going to go tight end I thought and Joku's a, a stout enough athlete frankly all three of these guys that went in the first round were, were great athletes but he was the more polished tight end looked like he was more ready to go from my opinion right yeah I don't know whether the Giants were thinking about quarterback because there were a lot of people saying that you do need to draft a replacement yep. for Eli mm-hmm. do you just think they were waiting if and whatever's at 23 they'll take they didn't seem to be looking to move up no, I, th- I think we spoke last night when we were watching it. I think you need to inflate wherever you have them on your big board. Yeah, move them up ten places. Yeah, so that's that's what you need to be doing um, with quarterbacks now. Or oh, that's going to be my, my new rule because you know teams will go up and get them, which we we saw. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think they could have expected. I know in most of the mocks you, we kind of went best available. Yeah, but there's going to be there's going to be teams that reach on quarterbacks every year and it's tough with all the trades that happen for them for us to assess but I, they can't have thought that the three court, one of the three quarterbacks was going to drop down to 23 for them um, yeah I just think they'd have a pressing, more pressing needs than tie in you just don't know do you if, if yeah. teams didn't like the quarterbacks you no. just you can see runs on, on positions yep who knows but let's talk about a tight end that did become a steal, and that was for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and OJ Howard, oh. the consensus number one tight end. Yeah, I mean this guy is pretty I, much Gronkowski, isn't he? He was, I think. Todd about Mc- the injury, yeah, I think Todd McShay had him seventh on his big board. Yeah, he went nineteenth overall. He just fell down. Yeah, and in in some ways, again, this is a division rival giving him on a plate because the Titans did pick at eighteen, and they picked a Dory Jackson, a cornerback. Yeah. I guess the the thinking was they'd already picked up a wide receiver in Corey Davis at five. Yeah, they've got Delaney Walker. They reckon can play for a couple more years despite being thirty six years old. Either injured or suspended. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah. Well, it's interesting that they've given Howard to, to the Bucks. You've already got an all pro in in Mike Evans out wide. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, well, I know you were there with me, but I actually called that pick. I think they were waiting for Dalvin Cook, was what we were hearing. Yeah, but Again, not expecting it's, it's him an, to be there. It's another situation where they didn't expect Howard to be there. Yeah, absolutely right. And I, I turned around to you. We went Dalvin Cook and went. I think they're going to go AJ Howard. They're going to want to get Winston some help. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it turned out that way. Um, just super, super polished as a tight end. I just love that move because it, a tight end is a new quarterback's best friend, isn't he? A young yeah. quarterback's best friend. Yeah. And Jameis Winston's had to scramble around for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I know Adam is Adam Humphrey. Yep. Someone I was talking about mm-hmm. as the did they had a really good season last yeah, he year. Did, yeah. But if you can put someone even better in that position, yeah. then Humphreys can still rotate. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe on third down or something. But yeah, this this is a guy who can protect your quarterback. Yeah, and he's a check down machine as well. He'll be the safety blanket like yeah. uh, Jason Witten is for the Cowboys. Yeah, I think you need to. I think you look at a team that's had real success. They tip. They play with two tight ends in the, in the Patriots. Yeah, you know they had Hernandez and Gronk originally. They then had Gronk and Martellus Bennett. They've gone out and got a second tight end, and it's so difficult to defend, especially when they're athletes like Howard is. Um, so I don't think you can ever have too much too much depth at the uh, at the tight end position. No, um, and he's going to help the run game as well. Yeah. So uh, yeah, excellent, excellent pick, great value pick for Tampa I'd, Bay. I'd be happy if I was a Tampa Bay fan. Oh, they've had a, <laughs> they've had a touch that he fell the way down there. Yeah. So yeah, good for them. Fantastic draft, even just with that one pick. Didn't reach, didn't move up, didn't go down. Just no. took the best available, yeah. and frankly, they got one of the best players. He was top 10, they got him at 19. Let's talk about another player then, King, that we predicted to be top 10, didn't go in the top 10. Okay. Fell to the New Orleans Saints in Marshawn Lattimore, the consensus best cornerback in yeah. the draft. Yeah. Another touch there. So the first Ohio State uh, cornerback yeah. of many to go. And uh, that's got to be a great move for the Saints. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw the interview with Sean Payton today. No, I haven't. Or last no. night, I think he was actually yeah, probably. Night. But well, <laughs> today for us, um, yeah, he he turned around and said, well, "Yeah, we have no, we had no idea, um, we had no expectation that he was going to fall to the eleventh pick. We didn't think we we're going to have a chance to get him." Well, no, we are so chuffed we have. So what they <laughs> need, we we all knew they needed to address the secondary, um, and they've done it with the best cornerback in the draft in this year's draft, and he's fell into their laps at eleven. Again, didn't have to trade up, didn't have to move around. They wanted to get Malcolm Butler. This guy's a special player that's going to be on a rookie contract for four years. So they've, uh, yeah, excellent value pick for them. And, uh, yeah, could be one of the steals of the draw. Yeah. they. I mean, when you've got Delvin Bro as your number one cornerback. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That that secondary is one of the worst secondaries I've ever seen. Mm. They averaged 29 points a game. Still lost. And still lost nine games last yeah. year. So... <laughs> Yeah, they needed help in that secondary, and uh, they've invested recently in in secondary players. They they took Kenny Vaccaro out of Texas a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks okay, but it isn't sort of an elite safety. They've got an elite player in in Jordan Cameron, who looks great. Cameron Jordan, Cameron Jordan whatever. Not Jordan Cameron. One of the two. <laughs> One of them. Hey, hey. He's got two first names. I can't do it. Jordan with Cameron's retired now. He is. He is retired. It's just Cameron Jordan, and he's a good player. He is a good player. Yeah. He's weird, but he's a good player. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so hopefully now starting to solidify. And then another safe pick for the, the Saints 
with Ryan Ramchek, who yeah. I think a lot of people projected to go slightly higher. I know it's not a deep class from a tackle or O-line perspective, but he, um, yeah, just a solid, safe pick. Keep, keep... Uh, breeze on his feet. Breeze on his feet for as long as you can. Well, we had Ramchek go into the Broncos. Yeah. So they ended up going with Garrett Bowles instead. I mean, I guess it was a toss-up. Yeah. Clearly, uh, Elway preferred the experience or the more... Uh, Aged Garrett Bowles. Yes, yes. Um, Who brought his kid onto the podium with him? Kid was super cute, by the way. Oh yeah, kid was super cute. But Both from his um, mum. Yeah, but he's. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he's. Um, yeah, just a safe pick. Lineman, but you can miss on lineman. Oh yeah, you, Eric Fisher. Yeah, Fisher's one. Um, Joe Cool for no potentially. It was Robinson was the one. I was the script. Oh yeah, Greg Robinson the from the Rams. Yeah. From uh, Auburn, I think he was, but he. Uh, second... I'm not saying that Eric Fisher's a terrible player. I'm just saying to go number one and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Jokel. There's, there's been a few lately, to be fair. Matthews mm. is okay, but he was taken pretty high from the right. The yeah, overly, overly high for. Yeah, so you can you can out. you can massively hit on them, or they can sort of be a bit busty. So hopefully that the those two players busty. pan out. <laughs> You're busty, aren't you? <laughs> There you That's go. You said it. Let's talk about another player that slid. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Allen. He did, yeah. This was one of the kind of horrible storylines through the night, wasn't it? Because he, again, top 10 projected pick, uh, one of the best uh, defensive ends available, and he went all the way down. He did. To the Redskins. To the Redskins. I mean, they couldn't have been expecting to see him, his no, name around there. And he's there. from the Washington area, so he's he's going back home. Yeah, Bama to Bama, Bama to Washington. Bama. Yeah, seventeen. They must have been absolutely licking their lips, going, "It's not going to happen." Yeah, it's not. Oh he's, my he's god, it's about to happen. <laughs> so you pair him up with Ryan Kerrigan, and all of a sudden your front seven's back to what it used to be when you had another pass rusher. He's more of an interior guy, but uh, when they had Brian Arakpo a few years ago, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, solid. Well, I solid, but they value. do have they do have the concerns, which is why he got there in the first place. Yeah, so he's got two arthritic shoulders, which isn't great. But not ideal. No, no, but at least it's not arthritic like knee or something like that, which which plagued someone like Daquan Bowers, who was meant to be a sort of top five pick a few years ago. Um, yeah, I could deal with that, and they obviously signed off on the medical concerns. But if you get a guy. Who should have been a t- well, is, would be a top five pick if healthy in every draft every year, um, and you get him all the way down at seventeen. Even if he only plays for five years for you, that's absolutely worth worth the money you'll be spending on him. So yeah, great pick for them. They must have been oh, just <laughs> they must have been in disbelief, honestly. Yeah, because we, we I keep saying value, but it's because so many guys slid this year because people were were going up and getting skilled players in the top 10 which we didn't expect so um, a couple of teams got really really lucky well let's talk about um, a non-skill player if, uh, if we're talking offensive skill okay uh, Jamal Adams went a 6 to the Jets so we've got some Jets fans that uh, were watching this quite closely we all thought it was going to be Matt, uh, Lattimore we did yep but he was well Lattimore was available obviously yeah Uh Titans were the kind of weird one, weren't they? They they threw a bit of a spanner into the works with Corey Davis at five. Yeah, we thought so we thought they'd no go the other choice. way around. We thought they'd go corner, then receiver. Yeah, um, but they were, they went the other way around. But um, yeah, we get a lot of support from the Jets fans actually. So um, 
yeah. a great fan base. I was speaking to Nikki C before the draft and just asking her what she wanted to do about it. And yeah. she was thinking maybe trade out, but if not, then Lattimore would be perfect. I'm guessing because no one thought Adams was going past three. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he might be the best player in the draft, Adams. Yeah. He may have got... They, do you know what? And they did it a couple of years ago with Lenny Williams, who was the best player in the draft. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. Best available. Cu- and he was definitely the best picks. available. Fell into their lap again. So, yeah, they've... Uh, they've Yeah, brilliant draft for them. Excellent value with, uh, again, uh, again, uh, Jamal Adams, safety LSU, clean player off the field, great player on it. And he's a, everyone... All the interviews I heard said that he is, he's a leader, which that team needs since losing Rivas. So... Yeah, they think he's defensive captain, don't they? Yeah, excellent pickup for them. Yeah, Nick and, as well. I spoke to him, and he was saying that um, well, I was hoping that they'd get a load of picks for from Cleveland. Yeah, but uh, failing that, Lattimore was the consensus opinion, really. I think from Jets fans. Yeah, they um, the Bears for a spanner in the works for most teams because I think Trubisky was going to be the target, um, and with him going at two, that meant that a lot of these teams you could probably drop their heads and went, oh no, <laughs> no one's trading. No up one's now. trading up now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they. Uh, but, but, but for Jamal cannot, Adams to fall there oh you you can't help but be excited if you're a Jets fan because that's a great pickup. yeah so alongside people like Darren Lee on that defense, and then you've got the defensive Darren line Lee as well re- really really good second that's, half again of, of a great spine year. now yeah for that team yeah Leonard Williams is an animal I think one of the top five defensive linemen in the league uh, yeah spine of their team's looking fruitful <laughs> and it's still really deep at cornerback so yeah. there's still a load of people they can pick up in the second and third yeah. round yeah I think he also everything all the interviews I've seen with him I think Adams seems like one of those guys whose personality suits New York as well I think there's a certain type of player that you can either be sort of go a bit nuts with it or uh, or uh, you know sort of look like a deer in the headlights but he uh, I think he's that sort of alpha guy I think will suit New York and the fans will love him so congratulations Jets yes that yeah. was a good well a surprisingly good pick there I thought he was going to slip to us even I was better like, oh my god we're going to get Adams yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, unfortunately the uh, the Jets jumped up in front of my charges well let's talk about your charges then let's. so with the 7th overall pick yeah no Corey Davis who you personally preferred I did prefer wide receiver I did they still went wide receiver come what may and went for Mike Williams who a big bodied possession receiver type guy red zone threat he is certainly that yeah and seeing as though you don't have Keenan Allen for more than three games a year no no probably not the worst pickup in the world no I think um, I don't think it is the worst pickup in the world he's um, I think we all thought he was going to go top 10 top 12 maybe probably at 10 but <laughs> either way like I think Williams is um, he, he is a Chargers receiver you yeah. look at some of the guys that we take, we've had before, the Vincent Jacksons, the Michael Floyds. Rivers absolutely loves a big-bodied guy, not necessarily a burner, but can go up, get it, because he does throw the ball up there. He let he trusts he does, his receivers. Yeah, he's a slinger. But we, you know, Terrell Williams had a great year last year for us. Stepped up. Yeah. Um, Inman looked all right, uh, and if Keenan Allen can stay healthy, he's a Pro Bowl receiver. So. I don't know if it was an area of need, but I suppose if there is genuine injury concerns with with Allen, um, we picked up some guys. We've got likes of Jason Verrett. Hayward played amazing, and Bosa. He's uh, all right as well, isn't he? Bosa's great. <laughs> Ingram's but, not bad either. Well, we franchised Ingram, so he's yeah. locked up this year as well. Um, Corey Legit got an, an extension. He just sort of a plugger in the middle. Yeah. 
Perryman, decent season. Our defence actually got a lot of young talent on there. Um, so, yeah, I'm not mad at a, a receiver. But, yeah, I, I personally had Davis above, but he wasn't there for us to, to take. So you think in the... Uh... Now with a little bit of time passed bef- between the the pick and now, yeah, you're a little bit happier about. Yeah, the... I was a bit shocked initially. I didn't, I just didn't expect us to take a receiver. But yeah, the more I'm thinking about it, he does remind me of the, of uh, of uh, a Mike Evans or a Alshon Jeffrey type. So I think uh, if he can turn up like either of those two, we've um, yeah, it's a it's a solid pickup for us. I just yeah, I, d- I, d- I didn't expect it. It's more shocked than anything else. But... <laughs> and one of your detractors of Deshaun Watson was that he was throwing at Mike Williams, and so Mike Williams just was a bit of a cheat code in terms of oh, he was, bringing yeah. the ball down yeah, and yeah. getting yeah. touchdowns. He's a man amongst boys in college, um, and you'd like to think that will translate, translate to the NFL. Yeah, so mm-hmm. fingers crossed. Uh, we've uh, yeah, we've got a Pro Bowl receiver in in in, uh, in Evans. I want to move oh, down. Williams, sorry. I want to move down again. Then, so the next pick was the Panthers for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, this was rumored quite a bit. It Moving was, up yeah. To the night. It picked up some heat, didn't it? Or picked up some steam. I think everyone th- was thinking Fournette or Cook, maybe more of a downhill guy. But um, he's a special talent. Yeah, they've got Jonathan Stewart, who's a traditional runner anyway. Yeah. So moving Davin Cook in there as well would have maybe been a bit of overkill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a guy you need to give the ball, give him fifteen to twenty touches a game, whether that's in the passing game or in the running game. He's gonna he's gonna do kickoff returns as well for you, and. Uh, He's a he is a matchup nightmare for defenses. Is he more like Joe Netherman than a running back? Um, so most of his highlight tapes seem to be on the line and yeah, he's slot got receiver type plays. Yeah, potentially. I I think he's as good at receiving as as Edelman is. I think he's um he's got great hands. Maybe the best hands in the draft offensively. Um, Speedy feet as well. Yeah, he's rapid, uh, and he's actually bigger than he is in the com- uh, at the combine. I, I saw an interview this week where he was. Uh, and they talked about it a bit of the draft where he was trying to sort of he's trying to get rid of stereotypes which is white guys can't run very fast so he just did a sprinters type um, training sort of regiment prior to the the combine so he could run a quick 40 but he's actually bigger and stouter when he actually when he plays so uh, I think that's a really good pickup for them they've uh, they've already got some players on defence that are, that are doing excellently well Keekley's coming back as well this year um They've got a, a sort of aging Stewart in the backfield, uh, and now you give a sort of one-two punch where you've got that speedy option as well. Yeah, take some carries off Cam Newton, which my God, that guy needs because he gets hit so many times. Yeah, this is going to be a quick option. Yeah, exactly what they needed. They did because he cannot throw when he's under pressure. Of course, in our mock draft over a month ago, we should uh, preface that by saying I had the pick for the Panthers and I picked Harson Reddick as a linebacker. Harson went as the first linebacker taken, but he went to oh, where was it? He went to the Cardinals. Went at 13. to the Cardinals at thirteen. Yeah, so out of the top ten, probably expected. Uh, but that's probably a good pick up there for the cards. So whether they're expecting Reddick there, and when you've got your choice of linebacker, so Ruben Foster was tumbling because of the injuries. We think. Yep. But yeah, people like Jared Davis as well. So it's nice to see that Harrison Reddick was the first guy taken. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of support in in Philadelphia as well, where he's from. He went to school sort of 12 miles yeah, away, so that was yeah. pretty cool to see. Great story with him being a walk-on at Temple, was asked to leave and then wasn't asked to leave, and now he's the 13th pick in the draft. But um, I don't know if you saw the interview with the GM. I cannot for the life of me remember his name, so apologies. Um, but they had an interview this morning with him, and they asked him about the quarterbacks. Did you want Deshaun Watson or, or Mahomes to be there for you at 13? He said it wouldn't have mattered. Reddick was we didn't we didn't think Reddick would be there. He was 
we had him graded high and we were going to take him. So yeah. stay true to our board. Pass so. Reddick, no matter what. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, excellent pick for them. Um, helps them helps them in the run game, adds versatility, uh, versatility inside and out. He played defensive end the whole of his college career. Yeah. Started, joined Temple as a safety, moved to defensive end, and then for the senior bowl played inside linebacker. So he, um, yeah, adds versatility to that defense. And their, their team is predicated on stopping team scoring and then deep ball sort of gun-ho offense. So uh, he fits, totally fits their, their brute, blueprint of what they want to do as a franchise so great pick up there is uh is a good pick yeah so let's talk about philadelphia then they weren't supposed to be picking in the first round of this year's draft because they'd moved up to get carson wentz great pick excellent but then of course they managed to sell sam bradford to the vikings for a first round first round pick so yeah vikings technically picked up sam bradford in this pick and uh the eagles got john uh derek barnett yes at 14 there's some people that aren't happy with this pick. What Eagles fans? Yeah, but I think he's um. Well, the the the, the issue he's got is he's now under pressure to be Reggie White because he broke his sack record in Ooh. college. He then gets drafted to the same team Reggie White originally played for. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on this guy. But um, he's he. I said to you, he is the most pro ready, the most polished the best pure pass rusher in this in this draft based on his experience in college and what I could see from the tape um, they lost Connor Barwin in free agency so yep. fitted a need and uh, yeah you can't go wrong with pass rush if they can actually trans, you know the, the, the skills are transferable to the NFL even if he's a 10 sack a season guy for them they've had a touch so uh, yeah I thought the Eagles picked up a good player picked up an area of need I couldn't really couldn't really argue with that well, I'm not surprised the Eagles fans are moaning about it, but I wouldn't be moaning about it. Derek Barnett's a, a quality player. He is, yeah. He's just a little undersized, and he's he's not got that elite burst. Like he's um, he relies a lot on on you know his get off and uh, his skill moves. So he's got some, you know, he's got power. He's he can, he's got a spin move, etc. But he, uh, yeah, he's not an elite athlete. I don't think. Yeah, I don't want to talk about every player in this draft because I mean we could we could go through talk about everyone. No, but some are quite vanilla, and I don't really want to talk about them too much. Okay. okay, okay, okay. I guess we should probably talk about Taco Charlton quickly, though. Yes. Yeah, I like Taco Charlton. Name's like, great. The name is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got the best name so far. That's a first round name. That is a first round name. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah. He's. Um. He's another guy. A not a, another. Great career from a pass rushing standpoint. Needs to work against the run, from what I saw. Yeah. Um, but similar to the guy we just talked about, Derek Barnett. So that's an excellent segue for you. One, I know. Both yeah. in division <laughs> and in skill set. Yeah. He um he's not an elite. He's not. He is really not an elite athlete. He ran four nine forty at the uh, at the combine. Apparently went down to about four eight. Four seven four eight range at his pro day, but he hasn't got to run forty yards. He's got to run five yards through a defensive line and hit a quarterback yeah. in the face. And he's very good at that. He is very good at that, and they absolutely need that because they missed on Randy Gregory. Yes, the the Dan Hardy or whatever his name is, Rob Hardy, Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy, Summit Hardy. <laughs> I know it's Matt Hardy, Hardy, Jeff Matt Hardy, Hardy, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever his name is, what's his name? Greg, Greg Hardy. Hardy. Greg Hardy experiment didn't work. So uh, yeah, pick him up first round value. I think Mel Kiper had him. Going 
or someone I saw last week. On Mo likes him. Yeah. yeah, Mo loves him, but I saw someone else have him nine. Was it Lance, Lance Airline maybe or something? Probably. On NFL.com, had him going nine. So if, if he thought he was going at nine and they get him at 28. Um, and the, the Cowboys were obviously going to pick defensive. Although I picked uh, Joku for him. Yeah. I think that probably would be a better pick, but uh, there we go. Oh. Just saying. Chippy. Chippy. <laughs> he went with the next pick, damn it. He did. He did. <laughs> I was so close. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and I guess we should talk about TJ Watt. No, we Steelers. should. Yeah, we should. No, no, you want to talk about it. No, I just want to say that I'm happy with that. It yep. was, you know, it needed to be a defensive player, I guess. Uh, especially with Martavis Bryant being reinstated. Yeah, yeah. Took a lot of the pressure off. This will be the 19th outside linebacker you've drafted in the last Hilarious. five years. Hilarious. Hilarious. It is funny, though. Travis Jones, Bud Dupree. I like Bud Dupree. Yeah, he looks great until he plays and then he looks average. Outrageous. He looks actually pretty good when he's playing. They get a chance to have a few games under his belt. Yeah. yeah. You can talk about Jarvis Jones, but that's one person. Yeah. Two people. He's not terrible. No, oh, come on. No, I'm not having Bud Dupree in that argument. Oh, come on, man. But no, yeah, no, TJ Watt's, Watt's a great player. He um, only a one year start, which is a bit of a concern for me. Um, started basically missed so 18 Trubisky. months. Mr. Yeah, well, that's also an issue for me. Yeah, um, missed eighteen months with a couple of bad injuries. Um, actually, joined Wisconsin on a scholarship as a tight end. Kicked him out to outside linebacker um, and had ten plus sacks in in the only year he's played. Um, and genetics don't lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Derek has played immensely well and has really helped Melvin Gordon from on, from a run perspective for my charges. Yes. I don't know if you've heard of JJ Watt, but he might be Who? the best defensive player in the league. Oh right, okay. And uh, and there, this is third. that's TJ's other brother, right? This is third little brother, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, or third brother, second little brother for JJ. Um, yeah, he looks great. M- non-stop motor. Um, looks stout against the run. Looks like he's got he's got the ability to rush the passer as and when required. Um, and all his measurables were actually better than the two other Watts that are currently in the league. Uh, triple what? Uh, yeah, so he's actually the most athletic of the three coming out of college. So uh, you could have a special, special player there. I'm, I'm happy with that pick. Yeah. As I said on the video last night, I'm happy. Yeah. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been. Could have had Ruben Foster, though. You could have, though. That would have been mental. He's such a Steelers, <laughs> he's here. Such a Steelers linebacker. It's a joke. <laughs> You wanted to replace Timmons. You could have got. Well, the I've best been worried the whole league. the whole uh, pre-draft about having Ruben Foster rating that Ben Roethlisberger, and then the thought that he might have actually been on our team. Can you imagine you replace Timmons with Ray Lewis? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mental. We'll see how that goes. He's not even in our conference, so that's quite nice. Yeah, but uh, what good pick. Let's let's finally talk about the main talking port, shall we, King? Uh, what the Cubizzles? Cubizies. We've, we've been skirting around the Bears all podcast but mm. let's finish it off because we've already done 47 minutes oh wow we're straight well. through no, bre- yeah, no breaks yeah no needed. breaks jeez oh, I, I need a break oh, if we had a sponsor that'd be great but we don't so. we could have done, but no breaks needed we could have dumped in the sponsor bit done. here because now we're talking about the main course which staples. is the Chicago Bear yeah staples staples we're looking at our, our main draft board so that's quite nice yeah. uh, Mitch Trubisky went to the Chicago Bears Yes. Chicago Bears weren't supposed to be at number two. They're at number three, but they gave up the house. Well, well what, a, what an iconic trade that is! That's yes. going to go down as one of the best trades and <laughs> boldest trades in history to go <laughs> from three to two. Yeah, yeah. You moved up one spot against a team that didn't want a quarterback. <laughs> 
to get a quarterback who's only won eight games out of his thir- is only 13 the mm-hmm. starter yeah after you've just picked up Mike Glennon in a quite aggressive free agency period like, with Mike Glennon you yeah, had to yeah. pay him 18 mil on that contract yeah you haven't I'm sure you haven't told Mike Glennon you're going for, Mitch, uh, for quarterback in this draft but then you even told Trubisky they were going for him no he's had one workout with them and then heard nothing from them yeah I didn't know that I just said we told you this would happen I saw them on the phone they didn't speak to him he didn't know he was getting called until his name got called yeah they hadn't even phoned him no they forgot to phone him because they were doing backflips in the war can you imagine John Fox doing backflips in the war room no ugh no they were they were giddy with excitement if you watch the the video of them afterwards talking to Trubisky Mm. in the war room and they were they were high-fiving and just laughing and joking and they've sold themselves on this pick Mm mm-hmm and I said to you last week when we were talking about the quarterbacks that Chicago will probably have to go for a quarterback because John Fox is a dead man walking anyway in Chicago. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to, frankly. I think they were going to rest on their run game with, with Jordan Howard, who, who made the Pro Bowl last year. I think he was second overall in rushing. I quite like Mike Glennon, so it's a bit weird that... Glennon, yeah, Glennon's an okay... Done this. He's, this a, he's an okay transitional player. But this is so disruptive as well for that that organisation because now you've got a quarterback who's just come in going well hang on a minute you don't want me about I've just sat behind Jameis Winston for a couple of years and before that I was struggling to get a start, a few starts under my belt yep. and I've just come here you've paid me like I'm a number one and instantly you've undermined me by bringing in Mitch Trubisky at two yeah. because now you've brought in someone with the second pick you can't sit them it's not like Pat Mahomes no well again I know it didn't work out but I mentioned this earlier in the week the Jared Goff thing at least there's precedent been set that the first or second pick in the can last sit. year can sit. But not for a whole season. Uh, no. Not well, for a whole season. It depends how many wins they get. It depends how many wins they get. If you look at Simeon last year, Lynch, I know he was later in the draft, but Lynch sat the whole year besides when uh, Simeon was injured. So uh, it, it has been has been known to happen in recent years, but you hope they don't pressure him because a lot of the pro scouts who you know inevitably have more understanding and knowledge than I do um, are pretty high on Trubisky and say the more they watched him the more they liked but they wish they saw more <laughs> so the more hope, I saw the more I didn't yeah you hope that he uh, he pans out because I don't I don't want to see busts but I want to see everyone with great players but it's um, that is too rich for me at two and they, they, and they, they were worked. absolutely suckered in weren't they and they, they were, were suckered they were robbed blind by, uh, by Lynch so good for him not just that, but also they must have been scared that Cleveland were coming back up for two yeah. to get Trubisky. Well, at least he's got a really good receiver in uh, in Alshon Jeffrey to throw. To- oh no! Oh! Oh no! He hasn't. No. And they no, have they've got um... bust in Kevin White from yeah Virginia. <laughs> oh, it's going to be interesting. Who they they've got the the fourth pick tonight. Yeah. So if you look at the picks, the so Packers at the moment are number one. But yep. they're talking about maybe trading out of that pick again. Yep. Uh, Seahawks a second, mm-hmm. then the Jags, then the Bears, then the Rams finally get a pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did the Vikings, Vikings pick sixteen? So that Sam Bradford thing's really working out for them. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Bears. Mental. Mental. Bear, yeah, Bears. The uh, reaction videos were hilarious. Our fans are not happy about this one, are they? I don't blame them. They've given up a lot of picks for moving up one space to get an unproven quarterback. Yeah, when you've just paid out another quarterback. Yeah, I thought it was to go up and get Solomon Thomas. I thought they thought that the Niners were going to take him. We'll swap. Well, picks. I'm sure they were taking Solomon Thomas. Yeah, they, they did were. three. So. Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was to jump up, 
take him and and maybe hope that you know Jonathan Allen was there or whatever, and the the Niners take him. But instead, it was for Trubisky, which is a bit of a shock. We I guess talk- if someone's moving up top ten, they're going for a quarterback. Yeah. Well, we talked about Mahomes already. Uh, that was the other trade in the top ten for a quarterback. Yeah. And then there was the the bombshell with with the Texans trading for Deshaun Watson. So we talked about the trade itself when we were talking about the Browns being one of the winners of this draft. But yeah, what are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson being at the you know now a Houston Texan? He was talking before about if he was picked after Trubisky, it'd be a slap in the face. As it turned out, he got two slaps in the face because uh, he's ten picks behind him. And also, Mahomes got, went before him yeah, as well, so he was the third pick. That's Mahomie, though. So. Mahomie. So you know that. Well, I think it was the sensible pick for the Texans. I guess you know he's the the prototypical quarterback. He does he does win clutch situations. Mm-hmm. He has beaten big opponents like Bama. Whether you talk about how much interior rush they had or not, he mm-hmm. still won those games. They're still highly charged. Yeah, they're the underdog. Yeah. I know, I know his ego might be bruised, but I, let's let's play a little. Let's do a little role play, Jim. Yeah. Let's do a spontaneous role play. Okay. I know you're into that sort of stuff. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what have you heard? <laughs> too much. Um, Where right. You in this little role player, Deshaun Watson. Okay. I'm going to give you two options. All right. Of teams to play for. Yeah. And you're going to tell me which one you prefer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You might have a little bruised ego yeah, initially, yeah, 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 yeah. but I want to ask you this genuinely. Yeah. Do you, would you rather this season and for the next two, three, four, five, however many years, let's say let's say up to the next three years, yep. would you rather play for the Chicago Bears or the Houston Texans? Yeah, it's obvious, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many pieces at, at the Texans. You've got a playoff team already that you're just walking into. Yeah. You've got quality receivers. Yep. You've got a, a very good... I like Fedorovic, actually, as a tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Alfred Blue minus a Camaro mm-hmm. in the running back yeah I, I think it's a much better situation I think that you kind of paint yourself into that corner when you start talking about how the fir- you should be the first quarterback taken and a bit of a slight I mean you can you can see him he must have been screwing when he was waiting and he saw then Mahomes go at 10 and you see a, a team like the Chiefs just come up and get a quarterback and it's still not him and then you're sitting at 12 and Cleveland move out of that position that is another slap in the face because Cleveland are saying that they don't they don't trust you. They'd rather go with no one yeah. than go with you. That's yeah. that's got to hurt. But whenever a team moves up for you, wherever that is in the draft, you've got to feel wanted. Yeah, and he's he's, he's got a great landing spot. So I think he actually, similar to me with my Mike Williams pick, it's probably overnight. He's in the best he's position private to, start, jet to succeed straight away. Yeah, yeah, got a private jet to Texas. And, uh, There's Houston. no competition there either. Tom Savage, mate. There's no competition there. Then. The only thing I will say is I think Tom Savage will start week one because yeah, I think one so thing well. I noticed about Osweiler is it took him. I know he's not a great quarterback, but it took him forever to learn that playbook. Yeah, and it's quite a tough playbook to actually come in and learn. Um, the guys that have had success are guys that are, are you know have been around that system for a while, which is why he, t- he picked up. Bill O'Brien picked up the likes of Brian Hoyer, picked up the likes of Ryan Malik. They're both ex uh, New England. Yeah, quarterbacks. Um, we saw when Chad Ochocinco went, or Chad Johnson, whatever he was called, when even as even as a receiver, <laughs> when he went to the Patriots, yes, didn't get thrown to you once in the first four games because no. he said he couldn't get his head around the playbook. So, um, I think Watson's smart enough to do that, but that's why Savage is so valuable to the Texans at the moment because he does he does know the playbook. He is immersed within that, yeah, within yeah. that offense. So, yeah, I think um, 
and that that would take a little bit of pressure off him actually. And the thing we the detractor we had on Watson was that he didn't look off his receiver. No, he didn't. But when you've got Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins, hopefully that won't make much difference because they are quality receivers. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can probably still take the ball down even if everyone knows where it's going. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, yeah, it's interesting they went Watson, uh, didn't sort of hold back and maybe go Kaiser because Kaiser was a teammate of Will Fuller, so no doubt they've had that conversation with him and gone, yeah, what are your thoughts? Um, and that was when Kaiser had a good year. So, yeah, they obviously weren't sold on him. Gone up and got Watson. I like the fact that they're aggressive. They're in a win-now mentality. You know, they've cleared... If they, had a, if they had a proper quarterback, they could have beaten the Patriots this season. Yeah, well, I think they had the talent to do so. Whether yeah. they could or could I think it's... Every... They had a better chance. I th- yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. I think it's tough to say beat the Patriots because so they could have seven been. Super Bowls they could have beat the Patriots. Not they would have been. No, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, absolutely would have been a better chance. Um so, the majority of the game I like how player. aggressive they've been I like how aggressive they've been I know it didn't work but they were aggressive with Osweiler last year they've also been aggressive getting rid of his contract giving away a second round pick and they still had enough currency to go up and get their uh, their sort of quarterback of the future you hope yeah yeah. So. anyone else you want to mention then King now we've gone through the big one which was Trubisky and Watson uh, I want to ask you right now who you think is going to be the steal of this draft in five years time I wish you'd give me some preparation time for that. No. <laughs> the steal of the draft. Steal of the draft. Five years. What do you think? I'm looking at the bottom of the draft and working my way back up. Yeah. TJ Watt? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, would, uh, I think the lowest down, I think, is OJ Howard. I think he's one of those guys that you could look back and like a Gonzalez type and go, how was he not picked? Yeah. Top top ten, you know how yeah. how did he ever get down to nineteen? Yep, yeah, I think that's a shout. So I think that's probably the one I'd go for the the, the lowest steal. Yeah, good shout. That's one. How about you, Ruben Foster? Yeah, <laughs> Ruben Foster. Yeah, it could be. Penultimate. Could be if he turns into Patrick Willis or or Ray Lewis or someone. Oh then, my yeah. god! Yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Yeah, I think he's going to be a tone setter for that defense, which is what they need if they're in a. It's a new regime, both from a coaching and uh, GM standpoint. So that, that's that's someone that you can sort of hang your hat on and go, "This is what we're after." So exciting. Okay, well, that's our first round draft aftermath. Are mm. We coming back on Tuesday to wrap up the rest of the. Yeah, we can go the through. draft. We can go for it. Okay, so we're going to do one more podcast uh, next week, mm-hmm. and then I think we're going to have a break. Yeah, I think for a little so. while. I think I'm going to need to catch need up to on sleep. my sleep from <laughs> last night. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys, for everyone that stuck with us last night and. Uh, for listening to the podcast over the whole season Mm -hmm. Uh, until Tuesday though I've been Jim that's been the king and thanks so much for listening (laughs) 